Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 1, Why the Principle Approach. I'm Heather. I author at principledacademy.com. I own and manage the Facebook page, Biblical Classical Homeschoolers, and the Facebook group, Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles. The purpose of this podcast is to cover snippets about the principle approach so that busy parents like you and like us can be learning together about how to keep and restore our republic. So with me today is my co-host. Brian, husband of Heather, and uh, I work full-time and principal of our homeschool, and I help Heather with her website and tech support. We are busy parents with 10 children. Two of them are adults and college-bound now, and I am homeschooling the rest of our children. And Brian, I really appreciate your support with the ministry and that you are joining me on this podcast adventure. I really believe that it's going to be beneficial to a lot of fathers that are out there. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. So why the principal approach? Well, you fast forward, Brian and I meet, we marry, we start our own family, we help get a homeschool co-op started at the church that we're attending, and then I think it was toward the end of the first grade that my friend Lindy had approached me excitedly one day at church, and she had books in her hands, and she and her husband, Keith, had visited the Foundation for American Christian Education, and they came back, and she was just telling everybody who would listen about the principal approach, and she showed me the NOAA plan curriculum. Of course, I got excited about it because I have the natural bent to teaching or for teaching my children principles. So I'm the mom. There's probably several other moms out there too. I'm the mom that will pause the show and I will talk with my kids about the attitudes and what's going on with the plot and take it to the Bible with my kids and say, you know, what does God have to say about that kind of an attitude or about what's happening? And and then we'll continue on with the movie. And I know that a lot of people might think that that's kind of boring, but <laughs> we want to take time and, and use examples to reach our children um, with the truth of God's word and how we should be living. So um, anyway, for me, I wanted to be able to teach with Bible principles, and I was just smitten with the fact that the Noah plan has Bible principles in every subject. So that was the first thing that grabbed my heart. What about you, Brian? Well, in addition to the uh, Bible principles on every subject, because that was very important to us, um, what struck me was the teaching of uh, providential history and, and just the timeline of Christianity where you see the cause to effect of how everything had to be all lined up for all these things to happen throughout history in order to bring us to this point. Yeah, and I think that that's key. Heather, how would you define the principal approach? Well, it's really twofold. It's both a philosophy and a method of education. Brian, would you like to address the philosophy aspect of it? Sure. As a philosophy of education, we look at God's providential hand in the lives of men and nations 
and we see Christ as the focal point of history. Hmm. So what is meant by seeing Christ as the focal point? I'm going to quote Rosalie Slater, author of Teaching and Learning America's Christian History, and Mm -hmm. she says, we can either interpret history as the story of autonomous man striving for the progress and achievement, or we can see God's plan at work moving men and nations toward salvation through Christ. Mm. So really, history is Christ, his story. Yes. Additionally, we think cause to effect, internal to external, and we learn to think governmentally. Right. And thinking governmentally begins with the individual. We need to each practice self-governance, and we each need to own our own self-governance. This is also known as adulting. (laughs) Well, yes, that's a good way of putting it. I would agree. And I think that it's not limited to adults. We need to be teaching our children how to be self-governed as well. And I believe that that begins at a very early age. This is a growth process, of course, for each of us. It definitely is. And we definitely need to rely on Christ to give us the strength to self-govern in in and through him. So the parental approach is also a methodology. Correct. As a methodology, we use what's called the four R's, and that stands for research, reason, relate, and record. It gives us the ability to master the vocabulary of a subject, and it also gives us the ability to find the biblical principles within each subject. So where do we start? Well, what we would do is we we would choose our subject, And then we would have the literature that we're using, whether it's source documents or if we're doing a literature study, we would have our book on hand. And we would take the vocabulary from the subject that we need to define. And we would use Webster's 1828 Dictionary to do a word study. Why would we use Webster's 1828 Dictionary? That's a very important question. I'm glad you asked. Webster's 1828 Dictionary is actually the only biblical worldview dictionary that we have. Plus, it has the vocabulary that was used at the founding era of our nation. So, we use Webster's 1828 to be able to biblically define words. And then what we do is keywords within the definitions of the words that we're looking. And we define those as well. And then once we have a vocabulary list built up, then we use a concordance to help us find those words in the Bible. And we do a Bible study to find the principles that would apply to the subject that we are learning. And then what we would do is we would reason from the definition and the subject that we're learning and the Bible verse to come to our conclusion about the subject. So an example for that would be in the subject of art. We might start out with a leading idea, which is also like our hook for the subject. And we might, an example would be when we are doing a study on color in art. Color is obviously one of the vocabulary words in the subject of art. And Webster's 1828 dictionary definition is, in physics, a property inherent in light which by difference in the rays and the laws of refraction or some other cause, gives to bodies particular appearances to the eye. Light when decomposed is found to consist of rays differently colored as red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So so the keyword light within the definition of color can also be defined 
and Webster defines that as the flood of luminous rays which flows from the sun and constitutes day. So we can go to a concordance, or if you're pretty seasoned, um, a pretty seasoned student of Genesis, it might come to mind already where you can look up a Bible verse about light. And in Genesis 1-3, we see that the Bible teaches us that God said, let there be light, and there was light. So we can reason biblically that color came into existence when God created light. So we've not only defined color, but we've also found that principle, that cause, that source, that origin of color. That's pretty amazing that starting from just the word color that you get all this biblical foundation. Right. And so would you have ever questioned when did we get color? Because we really don't have a Bible verse that blatantly tells us, and God created color on this day. So Mm -hmm. we don't really think about it. We usually just pick up our colors that we use, whether it's paint or markers or color pencils, and we start using those and applying them to a canvas. But when we're doing the word study and we look for that biblical principle, then we can reason from scripture that God did not, not only is he the master artist, but he did create color and we can reason when that happened. And this is how we get art and the principal approach to be like a Bible study as well. Mm-hmm. And our kids really enjoy it. And so we've done it in, um, we've used the principal approach in our in a homeschool co-op that we've mm-hmm. ran together. And parents really did love learning about the biblical principles of art when we did that. We've also taught it to our children in our own homeschool. And every year we in- reinforce those principles so that they get... Um, refreshed in the mind and that our children are reminded that God is sovereign and he is the author of even the subject of art. Amazing. So in our next episode, um, we're going to talk about how a biblical worldview and biblical principles are related. They're not the same. Apparently not, according to these notes I'm looking at. But they are related. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and his glory. <laughs>